first of all, to notice the indicators much earlier, like really early. And I always talk about noticing the tone of your thinking. So if you notice that you have a skeptical thought, um, a sad thought, that is an indicator of one of these spheres of energies that is a negative sphere of energy that's entered your auric field and it's starting to control your thinking. It's starting to control the type of thinking you're having. It's very important to know this, everyone. So... You got to accentuate the positive. Wow! I feel good. A little bit of feel good goes a long way. You're listening to Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, accentuating the positive, showing you a way to a better life. Accentuating the positive, it's not just fad, it's sanity. Who in their right mind would accentuate anything else? G'day, g'day, and welcome to another show, Accentuating the Positive with Karen Swain. Always a blessing to present another show for you today. Well, look where we are. We're out in the universe with Alicia Power. We're going to fly around the universe today. Welcome, Alicia, to the show. Oh, well, welcome, Karen. Thank you so much. I'm just delighted to be here. <laughs> Thank you so much. Alicia and I have been yakking for ages already. Uh, I was just saying to her, like I met her years ago, she doesn't remember me. <laughs> but I've, I've been friends with her on Facebook for like 13 years or something. But, um, yeah, we crossed paths, paths years ago. And uh, so it's like two old friends connecting, even though she doesn't remember me. <laughs> let, me let me tell you a little bit about Alicia. There's a lot to say. I'm going to shorten it quite a lot. So from a young age, Alicia's passion for the connection with the divine led her to study under luminary spiritual masters until her soul hunger absorbed her in intensive consciousness training directly from the world of spirit. This accelerated soul training brought her to an experience of union with the divine or with source. 30 years ago, Alicia was introduced to a single creator being who was the initiator of a, this particular universe, which I find really interesting. He was primary, you say he, your primary teacher for over a decade, and then you were invited to work directly with higher creator beings Above all the universes, Alicia has been under these beings' direct mentorship now for over 20 years. Alicia trained as a journalist, giving her the skills to communicate in simple terms the hidden dynamics and solutions to everyday challenges. She's a renowned energy healer, consciousness thought leader, spiritual intuitive, passionate educator, group facilitator, YouTuber. She's got a YouTube channel podcaster, author of over 20 spiritual training courses and regular guest on international speaker summits. And your website is soulmentoring.com. And she's another Aussie, I forgot to say. <laughs> Welcome again, Alicia. Thanks. Thank you, Karen. I just You're... want to say um, it's been over 30 years now, actually. I should update that on my bio. It's been over 30, been over 30 years since I've, I've been working directly with these overseer beings, with these creative beings. Amazing. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm interested to hear about these overseer creative beings. Are they extraterrestrial? Are they spirits? <laughs> are they spirits? Um, that are makes they, me laugh. Does, why does that crack me up? <laughs> 
Well, because <laughs> no, they are definitely not ETs. ETs are within this universe. Um, yeah. Anyway, let's let's start from the from the beginning. <laughs> well, some are within this universe, but uh, yeah. So you're a journo. Yeah, and was mm, and I've been um, New Zealand Press Association, which folded about four or five years ago after I was working with them, and it's like an um, AAP or a Reuters down in New Zealand because I was a New Zealander. Um, oh, so you were born in New Zealand? A, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you were an Aussie. You've been here for a while, though. <laughs> wow, I've been an Aussie for like over thirty years or forty oh, years okay. or something. Whereabouts in New Zealand were you born? Ah, uh, Wellington. Oh, that's where my dad's from, Wellington. Wendy, Wendy Wellington. I've actually never been there. I've been to Auckland, but I haven't been to Wendy Wellington. You've never been so, there, my, my so God. So let's hear about you need how... to you need to like coffee if you go to if you go to Wellington. Oh, really? Yeah, it's got more cafes per capita, I think, than New York. Anyway, just just going back to how it all started for me. My gosh. Well, I ended up going to university at about the age of late 17, 18, and starting to learn to meditate. We had a huge family, very busy, noisy family, six kids, European family. And um, when I went to university, I was so hungry for stillness and I started to meditate, learned to meditate. But quite quickly, I found or was tapped on the shoulder, actually, um, universe, a group of people who were studying under a very powerful Indian guru spiritual master um in he was in the u.s but he was um an indian amazing avatar the, the real deal and uh so i just felt like i found home when i came across that because nothing else was really of interest i was at university and doing my university degree but when i found that i was like a fish to water i was like bang i found it i found the source and sure enough the initiation that this five thousand lineage of um, Indian gurus uh, were passing through. It was like an initiation that just got passed through them. Flicked open connection to God source inside of you. And through meditation techniques, of course, you know, that would focus you in on that. But it was more than meditation techniques. It's, a, it's like an energy flow, an initiation into that energy flow. And uh, so I ended up going 100% in. And I was living in an ashram for six years. This is when I was in my from 20 to about 26, six years of my, you know, sort of youngest adult years, right, in an ashram celibate, totally dedicated in these households of just meditations, satsang, which is discourses and service to humanity. So 100%. And the reason I'm starting, I think, this right now in, in my chat here with you is just to illustrate that uh, I was so hungry for God source right from that early, early age. And then that 100% commitment, it's a bit like a, a nun or a priest just going, yep, okay, I'm in for, for my life um, in these ashrams. But these households got dissolved a little bit later on. The This beautiful spiritual master said, no, nah, it doesn't suit the West. You know, you guys go and live a normal life, but stay plugged in, stay connected and anchored in that energy flow right of that god source um which profound profound moment for me because i'd given my life <laughs> and it's like a nun or a priest being say you know being told no this is not yeah. for you go, go back out into the world yeah. which is totally fine but i totally understood the truth that you have to just be anchored in that um you have to live your life and just get out and and be normal and just stay anchored in god source so anyway 
so that was amazing. So for 16, 15 years of, of following and being fully, you know, just connected in with that whole community, with the teachings, with that energy flow, with that presence of God's source, which was very real. Uh, it wasn't made up. Nobody was making it up. It was just incredible. Uh, and then when I was about 31, 32, I, universe just said to me, You've, it's time for you to open up your psychic awareness. So I sat up in bed, read a book, <laughs> which had beautiful exercises to open up your, your psychic awareness with, with a spirit guide. And immediately a beautiful spirit being very high, advanced spirit being arrived in my consciousness. I could feel them. And I started to practice noticing if I could be aware of the information coming back to me. And at, at first it was one word. And I realized, cause I worked as a journalist. Um, I was pretty smart at noticing what the truth was about a situation. And I realized that there was an ancient master trying to deliver consciousness information back to me with one word and so because I was smart about that I went hang on a minute I'm the one that's blocked so I've got to just apply my attention to this blockage and just put my attention on this interface every day and slowly slowly that one word became two or three words over the weeks and then a whole phrase and then it was like that blockage just melted and I was starting to have lucid, clear, detailed, two-way conversations um, with this master being. And this master being ended up, you know, very quickly showed to me that he was an energy master. And so very quickly, because I'd been in deep mental stillness for all those meditation years, um, I read recently that monks who you know, in monasteries who spend so much time in mental stillness start accumulating psychic uh, awarenesses. Um, their psychic selves start, they start uh, interacting with the world of spirit. They don't make it their focus because it's not their dharma. It's not what they want to do, you know, get psychic. But it just starts happening because of the stillness of their mind. And so it was so easy for me to just start opening that interface with the world of spirit. And very quickly I had practice clients on healing tables and this spiritual healing master was showing me how the spirit world does energy healing. Like they were showing me. So as a, a person was lying on that bed and we, I was, I let them um, take over my body and um, they were showing me what sort of light they were pushing through my hands and through my fingertips, like rays of light like scalpels deep into the auric fabric, right? Of somebody's, um, the etheric fabric of somebody's aura and what it was doing. It was vacuuming, it was breaking up concrete, it was downloading new software, it was upgrading, but very specific. And they wanted me to watch the detail of what they were doing and they were telling me what they were doing and showing me. Um, and yeah, so I worked as an energy healer and during those deep sessions, many different energy beings and spirit beings who were the, the, the mentors of the soul that was on the healing table would arrive during a healing session. And quite often afterwards, I would end up continuing having conversations with these spirit beings that had arrived, right? Like somebody's Egyptian god who 
known this soul, you know, this person on the healing table who'd known them in other lifetimes would show up and help in the healing. And afterwards I'd have long conversations again with this God or goddess and it would become part of my support team. And uh, so in those early days, this is about 32 years ago, in those early days, I ended up talking, you know, speaking with and taking on as support team, ascended masters and American Indian chieftains. Oh my God, I was, I was became so close to this incredible American Indian chieftain. So many, there was just groups and groups and groups and groups of different kinds and different high, different um, layers of the world of spirit, different types of beings. Um, and after about two years of doing professional energy healing and traveling Australia and running workshops and teaching people how to do healing, because I was already a teacher after 16 years of giving dis spiritual discourses. Um, <clears throat> so I, was, I just jumped straight into teaching spirit telepathy and teaching energy healing. Um, I was on a plane going to a workshop somewhere else interstate and in a quiet moment in the seat, in the in the plane seat, the world of spirit arrived as they often did and just into my mind. And they said, hey, we've got some higher beings that want to become your primary mentors now, which I was quite used to because I just, I just know that the longer you travel and the, uh, chatting with the worlds of spirit, they introduce higher and higher mentors for you because they're mentoring you and they, it's time for the next stage and the next stage and the next stage. So here I was sitting here and uh, these beings arrived in my consciousness and my mind. And as I always do, and I teach people to do is just have a two-way conversation with these beings, find out who they are, where they're from, you know, what, what they want to teach you, how they're going to mentor you, what level are they from? And you know, who are they? So these beings, came back with, well, this being actually this, it was a probably a, a group consciousness, but the, the being presented itself as a creator being. And well, I went, oh God, okay, what is this? What's a creator being? And what do you guys do? And you know, how does that work? And so this being introduced himself to me as the overseer, the instigator of the idea of this universe, not the guy that ran all the domino sort of effect of the creation he was the overseer of it he held the space for it he was the guy that put the idea to the councils of this type of universe with free will with darkness with a shadow format you know because there's an element to this universe which has got both light and dark in it and it's designed for our free will for our moment of choice of love over fear um, the software design of this universe so he went to a council, got the permission and got it rolling of opening up this whole universe and getting it started and all the, the, the minor creator beings underneath who actually um, generated, you know, the fabric of this universe. And then finally the physical uh, density of this physical dimension into which sentient beings could come and explore free will. Um, so this being hung out with me for 10 years and was my primary mentor when i mean hanging out um this being would come in halfway through energy healings and um take the that the next stage of the energy healing if i was working with someone first of all the first stage was with all of those um different levels of spirit healer beings and technicians that would come and then halfway through this creator level would come in and start working with the person's soul on a much, the layer of the person's soul that's way beyond this physical dimension. 
um, very high up in the octaves of the soul bodies uh, where, you know, it's the entire trajectory of the soul in this, in the ex its existence, let alone just human lifetimes. So the entire trajectory. And that's where it would start looking at this person's soul in this lifetime and it would grant permissions for this for the soul to accelerate and get to where it wanted to get to as, as its initial agenda. So the whole sort of movement of acceleration in a, in a client session just went exponentially higher and very different, very, very high. So I got used to working with this being um, and he put me on a program of acceleration. He put me on a program of where he would take, uh, would go into my soul uh, Akashic records and uh, my soul history etherically traveling in and find some of those really big soul wounds, you know, from Atlantis, from, you know, where everything crashed and burnt and maybe I had something to do with it. Who knows, you know, but massive gateways where I, um, and apparently most humans, almost light workers have got about five to seven of these big crash and burn soul wounds of something that happened in some um, role that we had <laughs> that was really intense for the soul and it set it up set up gateways and scar tissue and and so and they for now over those 30 years I know that they prioritize that for anyone they start working with um, they go and find these really big apertures or access ways for ancient shadow that can still be leaking into a part of your deep subliminals, you know, that can still be informing um, how you are, like the kind of framework or the box that you live in and the perspective that you project out into the mirror, right, of this hologram. Um, so, so they cleaned that up over many, many, many years. And I learned that their agenda is to strengthen the scaffolding of the soul framework of that crystalline structure of the soul, you know, going all the way up into the really high soul bodies, the soul fields, um, to strengthen it up, to pump it with, this is another one of their big agendas, is because their light from those high overseeing creative layers is a different kind of light. It's, um, it's above the light and dark framework of our universe. And when they drop it into someone, um, it, the acceleration is exponential. The consciousness data, the spiritual intelligence just flows through your soul field and starts informing it, helping it to remember yourself as soul. A lot of things start happening. You start awakening faster. So what I'm describing here is their agenda with someone. When they start working with them, they start cleaning up those wounds. They start downloading this new, fresh high intelligence, spirit intelligence software, they put you back on your feet. And one of the effects um, is, is that uh, you can notice shadow. And this is quite important that you can notice shadow more clearly because before that, uh, many light workers are working hard, but they're still kind of in a, a force field, which includes shadow and shadow is still pushing against them and pushing into them. And it, they're treading water and working really hard against that. And I found um, way back then I noticed the change. It, it's a little bit like King Kong just starts lifting you up and out of that force field. And you're freer, you're sort of out of it, but you can see the effects of 
uh, shadow on other people, on yourself, coming towards you a mile away. It's like you're cleaner and you can see the difference. And um, I really felt th that difference um, in those early years when these creative beings started to work with me. And that was just the hugest relief. I felt some kind of weird soul safety. Um, it was like someone had come and picked me up and put me on a higher shelf. And I suddenly felt safe uh, on, a, on a soul level. It was really quite wild. I still remember that sort of those moments or those feelings of going, wow, you know, someone's come to pull me up by my own shoelaces and pull me out of something I didn't even know I was still inside, like some kind of a force field. But I'm, I'm just mentioning that, everyone, because um, it's useful for me to go back to those early contrast, like when I started to work with these creative beings, because I know that a lot of light workers are, are watching this and I'm describing help having arrived from a very high layer. And um, wow, anyway, so this, this initial creator being um, worked with me for about 10 years, cleaned me up and uh, around about 2000s, and I was working with a lot of individual people and then I moved up to Queensland. I was living, I was living in Sydney and then the Gold Coast and moved up to Queensland and um, decided to just work virtually. Uh, doing group work on teleconferences. And that was the early stages of um, starting, an, starting an online presence and, and, a, and a, a virtual reach going wider, right? And I do feel, yeah, it's around about the 2000s. Um, I was again invited to, to um, tapped on the shoulder by a higher layer of the creator beings, which was, blew my mind to start with and I kind of went wow that's so fascinating because I thought it was like okay there's just this creator being no you know there's this higher council of creator beings and they wanted to work as my primary um, contact and and then my work changed and just working with groups and yeah teleconferences and right through to 2011 2012 these um, teleconference groups these this group of creator beings with these groups of people on teleconferences just regularly, I think it was every week, uh, they were just building the light. And they started to reveal to me that they were pumping through these group sessions. Um, we were taken into the worlds of spirit um, and these creator levels would just use our auric fields to pump light into Mother Earth. And there was a, a huge agenda. This is so fascinating. I think your audience will love hearing this. Um, because they were aware that at the center of uh, the psychic self of Mother Earth, the Devic self, you know, the Logos of Mother Earth, um, there was a kind of um, opening, an aperture through which darkness was hemorrhaging. Um, it was like a plug hole. Um, it was like a spot where darkness was entering, like heavy duty darkness was entering the spot and over eons it had set up many layers of darkness communities sitting in mother earth's beautiful electromagnetic field and all the layers of her beautiful psychic field and creating like a resonance radiation you know into that collective of humanity into even mother earth herself just and informing the intelligence of humanity and informing everything so that darkness was just untethered, untethered 
unchecked was just radiating through that aperture. And so these groups, we would we would show up because we were asked to by these creative beings. And but what they were doing was very specific surgery in the electromagnetic magnetic fabric of Mother Earth in order to start targeting. And I have to say quite right now, they were doing it so quietly. They were doing it so gently and so in the background so that they were not going to sort of telegraph their presence. So so they were just going into this these layers and doing it very strategically, very uh, carefully, knowing exactly what they were doing um, and just so slowly starting to pull that card at the bottom of a whole card pile of cards, right? A whole stack of cards and just slowly start pulling that bottom one. So the whole stack of cards would fall. So by the time 2012 came along, um, these energy blasts, these light blasts were crescendoing. And um, I think, yeah, around about that December 2012, which was that really key moment, um, there was this one session, one group session, where that aperture finally got closed. Bang. <laughs> like a trapdoor. <laughs> and <clears throat> I remember being so fatigued. My husband and I took off to Sedona. We ended up getting married. Just We just grabbed a, we were just on holiday and we'd been together for 10 years or something by then. And and um, we were rattling around Sedona and I remember, you know, chatting with a beautiful light worker there and just sh sharing with her. I could hardly, I could hardly function. I was so fatigued <laughs> from this whole sort of like 10 year kind of holding the space of all these light blasts. Oh, somehow I, I sort of recovered from all that. I just remember dragging myself around Sedona. Um, <clears throat> anyway, um, but we continued and um, around about 2016, I started video live stream groups and, and, the, and these light blasts have continued and the agenda and their, their sort of specific way of working with Mother Earth's auric field, with the collective of humanity. And also anytime um, as a group now, I, always, I talk about it like an elevator, we, we get together I have a monthly live stream now since about 2016 and where a group convenes and um, these creative beings take us up elevators, an elevator and we, well, you know, column of line. And, and sometimes we're traveling a long way to get to what they call these secret chambers. We don't, they, we get escorts, spirit escorts to help take us up there safely to get there. And um and I was just going to say that not only do they work with Mother Earth's collect, you know, electromagnetic fields and the human collective, but pretty much every single time us as a group, uh, we all get taken to these healing chambers and every single time. So you can imagine like month after month after month, anyone who shows up, um, we get laying on these crystal tables and these super 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 advanced spirit technicians remember i've been doing energy healing like for a long time like for 30 years and when i say super super advanced i'm talking so high in authority spirit authority once we're way up there who arise the kinds of teams that arrive and start working on those soul wounds and um gosh you know just repatterning those soul fields deep 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 in our akashic records and just healing 
the grief, the wounds, the, oh my God, you know, from that whole journey of the soul. So we get our own private healings um, in these group sessions. I'm just mentioning this because they, um, they are still on this journey of um, applying the light to Mother Earth's auric fields every single month, uh, you know, since about 2016 now. So powerful, just blasts and blasts and blasts, but not just indiscriminate, like they, it's surgery, right? They know exactly what they're doing um, and very, very specific with what they're doing. <clears throat> so I'm sharing all this because this is the advanced journey of, of the soul and just also revealing that these beings are here and they're doing something. They're actually doing something to the electromagnetics. And as you and I talked about just before, before we started, uh, better out than in. There's this thing of, you know, if you've got to wake up, you've got to get shaken up, whatever it is. So these guys, I said to them the other day, hey, what's going on with this? war you know in lebanon i mean in um israel and hamas and um and they said it was foretold it was foretold and they immediately gave me the knowing that because i'm i'm telepathic with them like instantaneously and i have for those 30 years like so we're so close in our, in my mind so i'm just immediately um chatting to them at any moment, um, <clears throat> clearly two-way in detail. So they were just instantly letting me know that um, it is a wake-up call and it's ripping open, taking the plaster off. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing. It's not a laughing matter, but just ripping the plaster off, allowing humanity as a whole to see what's there. Um, it's not lovely at all it's really really horrible it's really bad and they're saying darkness has to be seen it has to be seen um in order for humanity to make a conscious decision and a mature adult decision about what it will allow you know this karen this is what it's all about this is what all the dynamics that are flying around the planet are about. Um, can the collective of humanity at an nth hour, whether it's the nuclear situation, whether it's environmental, whether it's all these tipping points, all these on the edge moments, what is it going to take for humanity to step up and stop hating? What, what was that? What's it going to take for humanity to stop hating each stop other. hating <laughs> stop yes hating each other <clears throat> so your guide said that the palestine uh gaza israeli chaos that we're seeing was foretold which is interesting because i had my friend energy healer etty on the show who's an israeli she said she said the same thing uh that uh it's been foretold uh, yeah. Did they say anything else about it? Um, let me just see. They instantly are going tight lip. I, I know exactly what they're doing, right? I can feel them and they're showing me. Um, they're going, <laughs> they're, they're saying that because a big program is being rolled out. Um, and 
they don't need to call their cards. Is that the right thing to say? Is, is that the right um, analogy? Show their cards? To show their cards, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, they don't need, because they're very aware how darkness works as a, as a uh, force field. Um, darkness and shadow is not a small thing, darkness, as we all know. It's actually something I talk a lot about because um, I'm very deeply trained in it. Deeply, deep, deeply on on the high scale of in the spirit world, how it operates, how it operates in humans. I'm really aware of it. So, what was I going to say about shadow? Um, yeah. So, light workers sometimes think that your shadow is your wounds and your emotional wounds, and that's what you have to deal with. So, I'm just going to quietly say that shadow is a force. Um, it's a part of the worlds of spirit that has a hierarchy that is nearly as high as light. And the overseers of this universe, there are the darkness is so powerful. Um, it just is, by the way. And and it's kind of like a software where it's designed as a software to shut down light. So it's just programmed. Yeah. It's it's just rolling the way it's designed. Yeah. Um, it's designed to create chaos. It's designed to create rage. It's designed to create um, shutdown of the heart. It's designed to create. I'm just letting you know that um, it's like a software and it's vast. It's got hierarchies. It's got species of, you know, 50 shades of gray. <laughs> it just is so complex in the worlds of spirit of what shadow actually is. And um, so any light worker that goes, oh, yeah, I've cleaned up my shadow. It's like you haven't even started even understanding what shadow is. So not not sort of, um, what do you call it, putting down light workers, but I'm just saying that there's an education process that needs to take place so that, see, awakening is about seeing what's there so that you can be empowered around it. That's what awakening is. Mm. Awakening is about becoming seeing aware. Yeah, seeing what's actually there and yeah. getting the tools and the skills. You, you know, I have a little bit of a different perspective about the darkness and the hierarchy of darkness. Ooh. Because darkness and light denotes that there is separation of energy and there is none. There is only one <clears> source <throat> of energy. There's no source of darkness. There's only one source and that is source. <laughs> But it gives us the opportunity to have the illusion of separation to source. So there is the, it says in the Law of One books, there is two paths that we can take, service to others, which is the unity conscious path or service to self, uh, which is when you feel separate to everybody else and everything else. And um, you think that you are the universe and everybody else is just your pawn. And that's what we call darkness. And so we can get hypnotized by ideologies and programming that says, you know, we're so separate that my ideology is right and all those other people are wrong. And because they're wrong, we need to kill them. And that's what's happened. That, you know, that's what's happened. That, what, that's war, right? I'm right. They're wrong. We're separate. So therefore, we need to wipe these people out. And that's that service to self, even though you could be inside a community and you're serving the community or the ideologies of the community, you still feel separate in that your, your God is the ideology or the dogma of the community. Um, so that, you know, when you see it as service to self or service to others, 
it becomes less divisive. It becomes less, yeah, it, it kind of takes you more back to the oneness of, of everything is the, the game that we play here and forgetting that we're one. Mm. The game, the game, the game. The game. And um, listen, you're right, uh, because of, of course there's just the the background God source and there is that game of light and shadow playing itself out for sure. Because I've been looking into the etheric quantum world for 30 years every day, um, standing next to my guides and them showing me what's how things work, uh, every day I have watched uh, how a human and the human's fabric of energy, energy fabric, scientists are now working with energy fabric of things. They're manipulating them. Scientists now in clinical studies and double blind studies in laboratories are tweaking the electromagnetic fields of things. And like, you know, a worm comes out with two heads. Yeah, you know, like humanity, like we're so bloody smart. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> and it's a, a little bit annoying and it's a little bit sort of, ugh scientists starting to poke around the electromagnetic field like with it's like a, a one-year-old with a gun um <clears throat> so because i've been looking at how electromagnetic fields form someone's consciousness and form actually um control someone's consciousness and actually um are someone's consciousness right meaning that if you change something in the electromagnetic field, someone's consciousness totally 180 degrees can change from one minute being evil to the next minute being normal. What's your idea of evil? Okay. So what I'm saying is see, cause I'm sophisticated in the detail of how it works, of how the electromagnetic waveforms work. And the content, the software content in, in a waveform. See, I'm really understanding how this works. So someone becomes evil. This is advanced stuff. Oh, my God, on your podcast. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> Let's go for it. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> All right. So here we go. I don't share this with anywhere. Okay. So, so someone is evil when a high-level demon, a high-level dark angel. These are real. This is not my imagination. This is not anyone's imagination. The worlds of spirit, you'll find out when you pass over, are very real. And so these, a dark, um, high-authority darkness demon being, because there's many authorities, there's little naughty ones, and then there's seriously, horrendously dark evil. And something like that, if someone like that steps into the auric field, and this can happen, into the auric field of a human, what happens then is that the soul, get ready for contra controversy, but I've watched this over 30 years, everyone. So when a being like that steps into a human auric field easily, because the human auric field is permeable, the soul of that person gets kicked out and they suddenly change in a few different ways. 
So their heart chakra completely closes and freezes over. Um, their perception, it's like they're looking through a lens and their ability to perceive goes from here all the way down to here. And suddenly all they can perceive is psychological psychic pain. So anything that's happening around them is annoying. Everything is annoying. Um, anything that anyone says is about them. Uh, you know, somebody might be innocently sneezing next to them and they think they've, they did it deliberately to hurt them. So all interpretation through the lens is that someone's hurting me. So there's an instant change of perception. Um, Nervous they self. They can't, exactly. And they can't, this is really important for what's happening right now. They cannot notice the needs of anyone else. They just can't notice the needs because they are contained in a different frequency that's commanding them to be in psychic pain. So, so they're a ball of pain and they're just hitting out and they're creating rage and anger around themselves. And the other thing that's quite interesting is that it's a psychic software and it's viral. So if someone is around someone like that, pieces like fractals or pieces of that demon's energy will download into the other aura, the person who's around them. And that person will start getting cranky, will start lowering their perception and their frame will be um, distorted again. So it's, just letting you guys know that this is actually a scientific resonance project. Um, and this is how, what humans are up against. They're actually up against quietly between you and I, Karen, psychic warfare, spirit warfare that's happening. I'm not, this is not what I normally talk about. I'm love and light, uh, but I've been trained for 30 years. So I have to just let you guys know what, what actually is going on because you've got a great advanced audience. So humanity pushes against this. You know, we, we try to stay balanced and live a, a love, love filled, blissful life. But in the quantum, there's um, like a push me, pull me thing going on constantly of, you know, different teams of beings trying to find someone who's vulnerable. If you're unwell or, um, if you've been sort of pushed down, it's easier for low frequency, negative, dark beings to find you and set up shop in your auric field and start controlling the way you see life. You let go of your self-perception, you let go of your self-love, you let go of confidence, you let go of all, all sorts of things. They just start, it's, they set up shop and start trying to nourish themselves of your disempowerment. And so one of my, what do you call it? Like a war cry, I guess, is clean your auric field every day. Jump into an inner visualization to take a look at your auric field, work with beautiful angel helpers to look at your auric field with you because they can see more than you and to just dive in there and pull out things every day so that your beautiful bubble of light stays buoyant, stays clean, stays strong, so that your perception 
You know what I mean? Like the way you're, the lens, the way you're even feeling about yourself and seeing everything is clear. It's nice and clean and clear. Anyway, just wanted to say that very important message for light workers, because if you don't do that, you don't know what's coming in the back door. I just realized I was muted. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. I was going to say, I'm yucking away there on mute. We have discussed these concepts um, at length in the Inner Sanctum and on the show. And, you know, people call them demons or beings. But I love the way that the team books talk, call them vibrational spheres, vibrational spheres of energy that resonate at a different frequency. And you can only attract a vibrational that feed on you and you feed on it. It's like this People say they were overtaken by a rage or anger, uh, like there's this momentum of thought. But you can only attract a demon or a being or a negative vibrational sphere if you are a similar vibrational frequency to it. Like you said, you can be sick or you can be depressed. or And I just don't see them as No, it's being... true. It, it's true. People, more pe um, Sorry. Some people are more... Suscept definitely susceptible um, to it than others. The other thing is that um, our soul history plays into this. You know, if, if a soul has had a very, very tough entire soul trajectory where in the history of the soul, way before human incarnations or during human incarnations, they've just been um, encountered shadow in really intense ways. Gateways have been set up and yeah, and that's a vulnerability so every soul is different. Very, very true. And um, yeah, it's a it's a path. We yeah. we are all very brave to you know, be the here and incarnate. The, the teachings of Abraham would say every thought that's ever been thought still exists. And so, and then Byron Caddy would say there are no new negative thoughts. Like there are just no new negative thoughts. Like every thought that's ever been thought still exists, and there are no new negative thoughts. So when we start to engage in thoughts of separation, I hate you. You're wrong. I hate myself, life's um, a bitch, I'm not good enough, thoughts of separation to love, thoughts of separation, then we're going to attract, you know, like attracts like, we're going to attract these spheres of thought, these these thought forms, people have called them forms, I guess that that's when the being comes in, because they can look like a form, and your um, your consciousness or imagination can turn them into a devil or a demon to create these energy spheres into like, whatever you want to perceive it as oh they they are definitely and, energy energy spheres <laughs> and how would you say i only i only shared this because you, you you asked me to share what what is an evil person so otherwise i would yeah, not have shared no, it no it's a, <laughs> no no you, you hear I, I was having this discussion with etty when we were talking about the israeli crisis and you know one of the people who've come on the show garnet Schulhauser, who was a corporate law, lawyer for 30 years and then his spirit guide Woke, woke him up in his 50s and flies him around the universe. He's written five books now showing him all sorts of things on the spirit side and on other planets and on this in this world. And, and one of the things he did was he was interviewing or having a conversation with a terrorist who had passed over who had been blown up in a war situation by a bomb or some, something, and he was a part of that terrorism, that, that what you're talking about, overtaken by hatred and the feeling of separation and and he asked him like why did you do the stuff you did 
and it was a very interesting conversation so from the spirit side from a different perspective than his human perspective where he was overcome with this this these thoughts and feeling like they were the only thoughts he said yeah it's like a like you get hypnotized it's like hypnotism and uh but you know the the challenge here on earth is can we like uh tune into these vibrational spheres and overcome them like how would you say if someone's tuned into anger because we've all done it right and that's the thing about unity consciousness. When you see someone that's angry enough that wants to behead babies, I was watching that on the news this morning. When have you felt that mad that you wanted to you know, have an act of violence on someone? Like, when did you feel that? Like, we've all experienced these energies. Do we let them overtake us to the point of moving into action? Or can we come back to the connection to unity and source and love? So what would you say to somebody who's like in rage or in depression and feels overcome and overtaken and can't feel like they can't get out. They're swimming in the darkness and can't get out. What would you say? Mm. <clears throat> okay. So first of all, to notice the indicators much earlier, like really early. And I always talk about noticing the tone of your thinking. So if you notice that you have a skeptical thought, um, a sad thought, that is an indicator of one of these spheres of energies that is a negative sphere of energy that's entered your auric field and it's starting to control your thinking. It's starting to control the type of thinking you're having. It's very important to know this, everyone. So it's like the controller in you, the silent witness in you back there is observing what kind of thoughts you're having. And it behoves us to keep an eye on that because that is the beginning of the domino because if you don't pick up on those very first tiny little indicators that something isn't quite normal it's like because you're normally a cheerful chirpy little person who's just and then you know you um i don't know you have a skeptical thought right where you normally are very open and happy and and you have this kind of narky thought Wow, where did that come from? Skeptical and <clears throat> critical, critical and skeptical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like a eh, like a little energy on it, like a little negative energy. That's not you. You see, that's something that's starting to come in and oscillate through your auric field, and it's starting to program your whole uh, the flows through your electromagnetic field, and it's starting to close your heart, even to this day. Every day I watch for anything like that. So I'm just saying start right from those very gentle, simple little indicators that you're just noticing in your mind. Um, and also it's really important because there's an ocean and a soup of energy surrounding us full of spirit beings, everyone. So it's very important to maintain exercise, to maintain um, health. It's really important physical health, mental health, psychological health. It's to maintain all your body systems and your mental systems and your psychological systems uh, in a really strate strategic way. Turn on a comedy, laugh. Things that you can do at home, meditate. Because the meditation floods your electromagnetic field with, it strengthens the light in your aura. Um, it allows your spirit helpers to come closer. So 
yoga, stretching, getting on a stationary bike, going for a walk around the, moving the body um, heals your electromagnetic field um, because the electromagnetic field, if you just sit a lot and never move your body, it gets gray because it's electric. And uh, normally it's got this beautiful blue electric matrix that sits as a map just underneath your body, underneath all the organs and tissues and bones. So if it, if that doesn't get moved, it goes gray. And that's where physical degradation starts going in. Just a little domino effect starts happening. Uh, so I'm just saying that keeping clean and keeping your auric field bright, uh, meditation, yoga, reading positive books, stick your head into something positive, whether it's that comedy, um, stick good food in your body, um, move your body. So I'm just saying, you're doing all this to stay elevated. That's why you're doing it. And um, so that's really, really important strategies. And if you're already down and depressed, it's very simple, everyone. Because I've been doing energy healing and looking into the energy worlds for 30 years, and I'm constantly mentioning this, <laughs> I've got partners. See, I work with many layers of the worlds of spirit and many teams. So many teams of partners of, of spirit beings, um, you know, technician levels all the way up, many, many layers and different layers in between. And people come to my work. I'm not sort of necessarily promoting my work here, but I'm just saying they come to me to meet these advanced partners in the worlds of spirit for a reason. And if you're depressed and you really need help, the thing that it's a, such a simple tool that I'd love to offer today for everybody is to lie down on your bed and so simple, just lie down. You can be sitting up, you know, in your armchair as well, but lying down makes a, a different difference. And that is that your electromagnetic field, all your waveforms calm down, your emotions calm down, your mental, your mind calms down. Everything just cools out and calms down. And it helps the worlds of spirit to go in and scan and find. Um, so lie down. Give yourself 15 minutes. And as you're lying there, decide for yourself what you want to change, whether it's a mental pattern, whether it's, a, you know, get you locked in depression. This is not, by the way, a formula for clinical depression. You've got to go and see a professional for it, right? <laughs> but I'm just saying, if you're just weirdly dragging your feet and you just can't seem to shake it off, lie down. And now as you're lying there, Decide that that's what you want to get lifted off. And then call on. You can use this terminology because it's an internet, it's a network in the worlds of spirit. They all know each other. And so when you use this terminology, Alicia's spirit technicians, they know who you mean. <laughs> and because you're listening to me, my energy's touched you. And their energy has touched you because you're listening to me. So my teams, which are advanced, and accelerated will arrive and we'll start diving into your auric field very gently and scanning, searching, hunting for those energy spheres, uh, resonance spheres that are, have set up in your auric field and are creating degradation of your thoughts, of your psychology. And there's usually a very big backstory sometimes because those um, negative 
energy spheres that have jumped in are hunting for your electromagnetic soul history vulnerabilities and they will set up in patches in different spots and when my guys go in and start hunting and looking there's usually a story they have to unwind of maybe a few incarnations of being really troubled um, that have set up a pathway of fear so they um, they go in and they have to sort like the iceberg under the ocean right quite a bit sometimes so give them time give them 15 minutes 20 minutes but i'm just saying and then you'll notice like a cocoon of energy comes around you and just enjoy snooze you know don't be too stressed about finding out what's going on let them do their work and then you will notice after a while that the cocoon peels away cocoon um, of energy and you feel like getting up and you will be marginally better and if you do that every day, that marginally better will start moving back to normal. Uh, so if you treat everything as an energy situation that the world's a spirit can work with, then that's a new framework for you, probably. And if their hands are on the wiring, on your consciousness, on the wiring of your consciousness, you're in good hands because they know exactly what to do and how to do it. But you need to show up for that moment deliberately and ask for it. They need your permission. So as you jump on your bed, lie back, have a little think about what you need, let them know what you need. They need that interaction. They need that permission in that moment of, hey, can you do something for me, please? And this is what you want. This is what I want you to do for me. They need that. They need you to point at something. Uh, they love specificity and are very specific they're technicians they're rewirers uh, anyway and they are so happy to help so this is this is just a beautiful little tool for everybody here listening to this um regularly hey two three two to three times a week at least every day if you need to uh, and you'll know um excuse me and you'll notice that uh life can actually change it's like a balloon life can start heading upwards yeah. because because um you're just feeling different in your base Thank you, Alicia. You mentioned story. I think that uh, the most potent part of this is to change your story. And many people's story is, especially when you get into lower energies where you feel helpless and hopeless and things can't change and things will always, you just start getting into this, it never happens for me. I never get what I want. You start to get into this story and you start to get into helplessness is that, that you are powerful and that you can change your vibration with one thought, with one thought. You know, I remember years ago, because so, I've been teaching this for years, and I was in the car with my second husband at the time, and I was really angry. I don't know what had happened. I don't remember the story, but I remember the feeling of being really angry and upset and spiraling into this, this always happens, that hopelessness. Oh, my God, I've attracted another idiot in my life. How can I have so many idiots, you know, and I'm like spiraling into this negative thinking. <laughs> and then to his brilliance, we got in the car. Remember we got in the car? He was in the driver's seat. He looked at me and he said, say something nice about me. He threw my own words back at me. And in that moment of spiraling and it, like the world is dark and everything's wrong, I couldn't find a positive thought. But I knew that I could move up the emotional scale. I knew I could do it. I just had to try. I had to get out of this loop 
this, you know, that was overwhelming me and overcoming my thought and controlling my thoughts as it feels like at the time. And I found the thought, well, I'm glad you're driving the car because if I was driving the car, I'm so angry, I'd probably crash the car <laughs> with the thought that happened. And then the next thought that happened was, yeah, I really like that you drive me around and I don't have to be the driver all the time. It's nice to have that support. Much better thought, right? So you can like lifting out of that feeling. And then it was such a simple movement going from appreciation. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm really grateful that you drive and I don't have to drive all the time. So appreciation, acceptance, appreciation, and then, oh, my God, I love you so much. Like I just quantum leapt back to love from hate and you're a loser and I want to divorce you too. Oh, my God, I love you so much. And it was just took a couple of, it takes effort. It takes effort because you want to stay in that vibration you, you, you want to find reasons for why you're upset, reasons for why you're depressed. You want to talk about, tell everybody why you're upset, talk about the situation, but you can get out of it so quickly, so quickly. And I think that the story is that we have to know we can do it. So we can receive help from your spirit team, from any spirit team, from your own spirit team. We can receive help. We can change, you know, we can change the story. We can change. That's the story we need to change. We are powerful and we can change because the story you're indulging in is nothing's ever going to change. Nothing changes. You know, that's the story people get caught up in when they're uh, feeling separate to love. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. Beautifully said, Karen, beautifully said. But, yeah, amazing work that you're doing, incredible work that you're doing. Uh, when you were talking about Atlantis, I saw you. You're a man. I saw you uh, during. I'm not saying d- during the time of the cataclysm of Atlantis. You're a man. Uh, yeah, you're an older man with a beard and curly grey hair. I saw you very clearly. <laughs> I'd love curly hair. Wish I had curly hair. <laughs> yeah, I had curly hair. Uh, yeah, and working with the Arcturians. You call them spirit beings, but this is a whole mob that are working with you, the Arcturians which is a galactic consciousness that you're working with them. Yeah, amazing. Amazing work you're doing. Thank you. Anything else you'd like to share with people? Well, I'd love to um, offer your audience uh, a free mini course that I have. Uh, And these are little five-minute soul workouts um, where you jump into beautiful little journeys and meet your soul and, ask your soul for what it wants to create every day and for the week. And there's 26 of these beautiful little soul workouts. Uh, So it's for soul clarity. And um, yeah, anyway, just letting you know that um, anybody who's been, who's watching this can jump into that. You can find that at soulmentoring.com forward slash swan, S-W-A-N-N with a double N. Karen, I've just so enjoyed chatting with you and hanging out. I'll pop that link on my webpage uh, with the rest of your information and all the different platforms that this is streaming, uh, not streaming, but, you know, on. And I don't know, tell Alicia that you found that you came through my show and that would be fun too to let her know that. Yeah, anything else the guides want to say? Yeah. The big thing that they would love to say to everybody is that if you're a light worker and you want to accelerate your awakening, Someone's arrived with very high frequency light that activates your remembering. 
um, their light, these creator beings, these overseer beings, touches your auric field. It finds the spot that has been shut down, where your remembering has been shut down, and it rewires it. It opens it up again, lets the light in. And you're deeply, um, like not theoretically, but viscerally, you start awakening. You start remembering. You start seeing um, yourself of who you really are. And you start embodying that and walking, talking that. Uh, so it's a gift that they've arrived with. Their light has arrived. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're just saying anybody who wants to jump in an elevator that's accelerated and with this light because it changes you. That's their big, big message. And because they're looking for people who want to jump back into the into the seat of their power um, and of their soul freedom so that their soul isn't encumbered by shadow, the software of shadow. So, so these, yeah, the creative beings are going, come on board, everyone. The plane's taking off. <laughs> <laughs> How beautiful. Yeah, the plane is definitely taking off. It's definitely taking off. Yes. Uh, thank you so much for all the work that you've been doing for so many years and uh, for being, you know, for being here to teach us, for coming back again and again and again and arriving at this time, this time of great shift on our planet and being a source of love and light and education, spiritual education. Thanks again thank for you. coming on the show, Alicia. Thanks, Karen. I've so enjoyed it. I've loved hanging out with you. Thank you, everybody. Namaste. What is the time? Alicia and I have just been yakking for hours, <laughs> literally a couple more hours after the show. We spoke about all sorts of things. Yes, two old souls reconnecting, even though she doesn't remember me. Not that I care about that. <laughs> no, I've definitely known her for years. When I say known her, known about her, we've been connected, as I said, on Facebook for 13 years. I met her years ago, but, um, yeah, she's met a lot of people. But we were talking about coming together to create a peace event, a, what did she call it? I wrote down, she's like, I've got an idea. What do you think about this? In the next week or two, because of what's happening across the world, a free event or by donation, if you want to donate to us, that's always good too, to do a group light blast to bring people together across the planet to do a guided meditation and blast some light into the world and and try and try, I don't like that word, and affect better word, the collective consciousness to a more unified collective medium. What's the words I'm looking for? Mm, beyond the vast force fields, she was saying, of light to change the programming in the human collective. This event could be about what could trigger a global war, uh, the sorts of thoughts and thought forms and vibrational spheres that could overwhelm people to create more war, more war, more war. So I said, sounds like a good idea. Are you guys interested in it? Let me know. As I say, it would be a free event. She wanted to do it just on Zoom. And I said, no, let's bring it out and let's stream it so that people can jump on a live stream. We'll stream it across all different platforms. So platform, my platform, as many platforms as we can. And um, she's like, oh, I didn't think about that. I thought it would just be a Zoom thing. So anyway, we were just chatting about that. Let me know. Are you interested in doing a global light blast beyond the force fields to change the collective programming? Yeah. That would 
Sounds kind of interesting. What do you think? Yes, Alicia. Alicia, two old souls reconnecting after many years, after many years, many, many years. Uh, yeah, it was interesting when she was talking about her past. I could see her past lives. And I've always said that I've been a man many more times than I've been a woman. And then I'm look as I'm looking at Alicia, I'm feeling that she has too. I could see her and and as male in many past lives as she was talking. Yeah, very, very interesting. Yeah, we 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 synchronize on a lot of our teachings. We were talking about how she teaches, how I teach, different vocab, same stuff though. We're doing the same thing, just using different vernacular. Yeah, interesting. Fascinating conversation. Now I'm going to edit it and get it up and uh, go and have some breakfast. Go to the loop, busting to go to the loop. Have another cup of tea. Ah, love you all big time. Thanks again for tuning in. Who's coming up in the inner sanctum? I am. I'm the next person in the inner sanctum. And and, uh, for people on my mailing list, you'll know that I've been co-hosting with Sheila Seppi the Cosmic Conversations. This month we had Samuel Chong on that yesterday day before yesterday i don't know all the days run into each other and uh, discussing the Uber prophecy the book written by michelle de Marquet, french australian woman, um, woman man back in the late 80s came out in the 90s just the most amazing book i reckon next to the team books the conversation with god books you know some of the spiritual books mandatory reading mandatory reading if you really want to know like how this whole universe was created and about different levels of planets and consciousness and just amazing anyway samuel came on just love samuel he's so humble and straightforward thinking he's got a real scientific mind and uh yeah he shares he shares his wisdom he's got a, a vast wisdom of the books of the book and he met michelle before michelle left the planet michelle being a french name sounds like a woman's name but he was a man michelle de Marquet. I'm not very good at French accent. So check that out on the Conscious Awakening Network. You'll see that conversation with Samuel and the group and Sheila and I. Yeah, remember to check out the book Awakened by Death if you haven't already. Say that every week and check out my website for who's coming up. Because <laughs> I can't remember me at the first weekend of the month. Love you big time. See you soon. Bye for now.